To cheat or not to cheat? There's that old adage, of course, in NASCAR and other sports, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And let's be honest, NASCAR is a sport that was founded on trying to get away from the law because it was moonshiners who didn't want to have to pay taxes on uh, creating their alcohol consumption uh, or their alcohol products. And, well, a sport was born. So it's been part of sports and other facets as well. But it does bring up an interesting question because there's the whole sign-stealing thing. And, of course, it popped up today that the University of Michigan, they are being investigated for sign-stealing. And, uh, you know, coaches have had their thoughts and suspicions about it, including Greg Schiano at halftime of uh, the recent Michigan-Rutgers game. Um, and he spoke on that, how it seemed peculiar. Uh, and maybe his comments at the time did, and now they make more sense. But... We've seen this. New England, obviously, a couple of times under the Belichick administration alleged to have done this. Um, but th- there's also the reality that it seems like, you know, you see the tarps up on the sidelines, especially at college games, to block views. That That's one of the things that has been attempted in some fashion, albeit some more covertly than others. So, to get perspective, we'll bring on a former player, someone that we will ask to remove as much bias as possible on the Michigan Wolverines since he did not play there. Uh, Brandon Noble, you hear him on Sports USA, including game one of our double or triple header, excuse me, this coming Sunday at 1230 Buccaneers and Falcons. That's the call for Brandon Noble, our guest who is with us here in the fast lane. Brandon, thank you for joining us. A pleasure to speak with you. Um, the sign stealing situation that is most recently risen to the surface with the allegations around Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Is it that out of the ordinary, or is it more that Michigan didn't find a way to cover it up? <laughs> well, I, this is a great way to start. I, I love this because I hate Michigan. So uh, this is awesome. Uh, being a Penn Stater, uh, you know, this is uh, one of those things where you go, oh, it's just Jim Harbaugh doing his thing again. Uh, but at the end of the day, look, this is something that you said it. Everyone lives in that gray area in the football world as coaches. Uh, I coached college football for eight years. I'm a high school football coach now. right? I tried to steal everything I could when I was a player. I listened for everything. I watched everything. I would watch the sideline. Like You would get the TV tape to see if you could hear calls before you played a team. Like, you're going to try and get every piece of information out there possible. There are definitely some things that's kind of maybe like an unwritten code of conduct where technically you're not supposed to steal signs. But, uh, but it definitely happens, and if you get caught, right, it, it's a bad look. Brandon, first and foremost, we've got to address the elephant in the room. You're talking about stealing. Did offensive linemen steal every play by getting away with holding you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, they cheat all the time. Um, that's all they do. But, now, yeah, you know, it, it's, it is. There, there is a lot of gray area in that world. I mean, and look, going from a, from a player's perspective, and I know how it can be, it is an advantage. If you know the other team signs, you know what coverage they're going to be in. You maybe know what, you know, if they're bringing five or six or playing, you know, covering with, with seven or eight, you know, th- there is an advantage to that both ways, right? If I know, you know, hey, they're, they're signaling a pass play in, right, as a defensive coordinator, I can try and, you know, I can get my guys in the right spot. But the players are doing that on every snap, right? You're gathering as much information as humanly possible. I remember when uh, Steve Spurrier was in Washington and I was playing for the Cowboys. They called their entire run game at the line of scrimmage. And so by the end of the first quarter, I knew exactly where the ball was going every play. 
Um, and so, so that it, that's a part of it. Again, I don't, I'm not a big fan of sign stealing from a coach's perspective, but you are going to try and gather as much information as humanly possible and use it to your advantage. I don't always call it cheating. I call it anticipating sometimes is a better way to put it. Anticipating. That's a real diplomatic way to say things, Brandon. <laughs> Clearly you've been in the media long enough to know how to uh, finagle the words. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's all about how you say it, no doubt about it, and the tone you say it with. Brandon Noble with us in the fast lane. You'll hear him game one of our football triple header this coming Sunday. Falcons, Buccaneers, 1230 airtime on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network and all of our properties, uh, of course, that uh, carry football over the weekend. Brandon, um, to to football itself this season, you mentioned, first of all, uh, your disdain for the Michigan Wolverines and Penn State is part of that as well. Uh, By the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think Penn State, Ohio State is our first game on Saturday. Yes, sir. It is. 12 uh, o'clock kickoff, 1130 airtime for our Saturday triple header. First and foremost, Brandon, my memory is not uh, not failing me the way I thought, so I'll take a victory lap for that. Um, is it a three-team race, though, in the Big Ten? Penn State, your alma mater, they host Ohio State and, of course, Michigan, somehow lurking despite uh, being busted for cheating or speeding or whatever you want to call it. Anticipating, anticipating. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, you know, it, it, is, um, it, it is. I think it is. You know, look, Penn State this year is built – to beat Ohio State or to compete with Ohio State, right? Like that is a that is a monumental mountain in the Big Ten. And going to Columbus and winning is one of the hardest things to do. My senior year, we absolutely got boat raced out of the horseshoe. We were a really good team, ended up eleven and two. Um, but but for the Nittany Lions, this is a huge one. And then obviously, what that does is you, wh- whoever comes out of this Ohio State Penn State game with the W. If everything falls into place for the rest of the season, the matchup between those teams in Michigan will, I think, decide who comes out of it and probably who has potentially a shot to be in the in the tournament at the end. Brandon Noble from Sports USA with us in the fast lane. We've touched on college football quite a bit, but pro football is, of course, your expertise. Is uh, you'll be on the call for our second triple header this weekend, the Sunday variety, with a twelve thirty airtime before the. Buccaneers Falcons game um the NFL first and foremost we covered the NFC East and you have great familiarity having played in both Dallas in Washington and in Dallas is it Philadelphia and everyone else or because of the injuries starting to mount in Philadelphia maybe this division is propping back open well I I do think that that Philly I think Philly's the cream of the crop in the division I, I do think they are the team to beat but I do think they are not maybe as good as they were last year, right now. Uh, you know, you look at Lane Johnson going down last week. They, they've definitely been they've been a little off offensively. And sometimes, look, it's so hard to replicate year after year the kind of success that Jalen Hurts and that group had. So, you know, is it natural to have maybe a little bit of slippage? Absolutely. And it's probably a year where, you know, not for nothing, D- Dallas – could be competitive depending on how things go. Um, you know, Washington's coming around. Or the Giants are a dumpster fire. Um, you know, it, it's but I but I do think the Eagles are the team to beat. I do think though that if the Cowboys um, get right and there's they have a shot to dethrone them, especially if the injury bug kind of takes hold in Philadelphia. You looked at where Dallas is. How much of that victory on Monday night in L.A. 
as ugly as it may have been, it's a win, and it came at a time when San Fran and Philly both lost. How much of that was a get-right spot for the Cowboys? That was huge. It really was, you know, especially after the way they got dismantled by the 49ers. You know, to, to go and, and play the, the Rams, get the win. Uh, again, ugly. No, here In the locker room, no one cares if it's ugly, right? That's a fan thing. That's a media thing. A win is a win is a win, and now you always have things to fix. There's always things you can do better, but that that's the case even if you blow the team out. So, so from a player's perspective, you know, I go, look, we got the W at the end of the year. Nobody cares how we got it or what it looks like. It's just one in the win column. Um, but it was an important one because of what happened in the rest of the NFC. Like you said, you know, watching those two games last week, I, I actually had the week off, so I got to sit on the sofa for a Sunday and watch some football, which was great. And to, to watch the Niners lose, and then you kind of had a feeling, right? Like the Niners lost to the Browns. It was gray. It was overcast. It was kind of a grimy, gritty, gross game. And then to watch the same thing happen to the Eagles, you're like, man, it was this, that Sunday this, this year. Um, so it was huge for the Cowboys to get that win to kind of stay in line with those other two teams. Brandon Noble with us here in the fast lane. Brandon, should we say you got your Justin Pugh on because you were straight off the couch this coming week as you'll be back in the booth? Or are, are we committing a cardinal sin here in the fast lane by referring to an offensive lineman as you are a fellow defensive lineman? I Yeah, I, I would prefer not to be lumped in with those guys. But but I under, definitely a fair, a fair comparison. I, I had a week off last week. Uh, Justin Pugh, I think, had a little bit more time off. That poor SOB. You know, watching that, and you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, having to go in, just getting signed, practice squad, activated, playing guard, and then all of a sudden you play and tackle, and you just go, what in the heck, man? So, you know, that, that's a that's the NFL for you right there, but goodness gracious, I, I felt for him. Look, I've had these moments in competition where you're like, all right, I don't know how this is going to go, but I guess we'll give it the old college <laughs> try. Is that is that the mindset? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but look, I mean, look, he's a pro, right? You know, it's his second stint there, and, and you just you just go out and do the best you can. I mean, there's really nothing else you can do. If you're the only guy they have, um, yeah, you're going to go play, and, and, and you're going to take your lumps. And, you know, unfortunately with the NFL, right, everybody's going to analyze it and talk about it, and you're on national TV and everybody's talking about it. So so it, it's brutal, but that's a part of the game, and, and that's, that's also an opportunity, though, Right to make a lot more money and, and, and to go get a job and, and, and solidify yourself on a team uh, with, with a good performance, you know, and he, not that he necessarily had that, but uh, but it's an opportunity which in the NFL you got to take advantage of. Be Noble seventy five with us here in the fast lane. That's the Twitter handle for Brandon Noble, Sports USA analyst who's going to be on the call for Game One of our triple header this coming Sunday with the twelve thirty airtime Bucks Falcons uh, kicking things off for us on Sunday. Brandon, the other part of the NFC East that we wanted to discuss and the team for whom you played as well, up in Washington, how hot is that seat getting for Ron Rivera, even in spite of the victory they scored in Atlanta this past Sunday? I I definitely think with new ownership and kind of turning over a new leaf, uh, I do think that if he's not more competitive over the, 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 the middle stretch of this year and finishing things out, um, I could definitely see see a change. You know, Ron's a guy that, that everybody has a tremendous amount of respect for in the NFL. Good football coach, been doing it a long time, been in the league forever. I mean, since I was a kid and he played for the Bears. Uh, you know, so so he's he's there. But I, I think that that organization though would like to. 
start from scratch everywhere. And I, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Again, I don't ever like to see these guys get fired because it's a, it's a tough business. But at the same time, like, I do think that if they don't finish competitively and, and probably need, and this is a big ask, probably need to make a wild, you know, a wild card spot gets him, gets him another year definitely. Less than 500, I'm saying he's gone. Uh, you know, but, but somewhere in that, like, kind of, you know, in between those two, I don't know. I think it'll depend on how they play and how they look. Yes, it will. It will depend on that also. Brandon Noble with us here in the fast lane. Brandon, San Francisco lost. A lot of people have them at the top of the NFL. Are they solidly there for you, or is this more murky right now as we're about a third of the way through the season? I, I think that they are still the team to beat, um, definitely on the NFC side. I don't know about the NFL. You know, I've, I've watched the Bills play this year. I've watched the Chiefs play this year live and in person. They're both so good still. Um, I, I, so I, it's, it's hard to say from that perspective. You know, and, and you talk, you hit on it with, with Philly, the injury thing. Like part of being successful in the NFL, winning a Super Bowl, is not getting hurt or being able to overcome the injuries that you have. And when you, when you lose Debo Samuel, you lose Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, you saw that the the Browns were able to beat them. Now, look, the the Niners, you know, the the kicker comes in. Uh, I think Jake Moody or Mooney. I think he may be a Michigan guy. Um, he missed the field goal at the end to, to, that he could have won it, and it was a makeable field goal right down the middle. He just kind of pushed it off like I do when I play golf, um, and and so it was winnable. I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC. I do think they're the Super Bowl team from this side. Uh, whether it just depends on who they run into, whether it's you know Josh Allen and the Bills, Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, you know who knows. Pushing it off in golf. Don't remind me of that either. I play tennis now more than golf because uh, you know <laughs> I don't have much control in tennis, but it's better than on the golf course. My tennis coach even asked me one of my I got two of them. One of them she asked me today or the other day she's like, "Do you play golf?" And I'm like, "No, not at all." <laughs> yeah, I stay away from that. I, I like to. Uh, Drink beer and and ride around on the cart. That's about my golf game right there. Well, that's A-level stuff, much like the insight that will be coming as part of our triple header Sunday as Brandon Noble, Sports USA NFL analyst, will help kick it off. Bucks Falcons this Sunday right here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Brandon, had a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for your time today in the fast lane. We'll keep it to Noble 75 on Twitter. And, of course, look forward to hearing you in a couple days. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Always good to get back down into Virginia. I'm I'm a Virginia Beach kid, uh, so I appreciate it, man, anytime. Indeed. Brandon Noble with us here in the Fast Lane. All right, Trey, we don't have enough time for our Fast Five at Five-ish. We already foresaw that coming. But we will foreshadow action tonight, a limited amount in a mini edition of our Votes of Confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good and makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. All right, Trey, first and foremost, you're not off the hook when it comes to keeping receipts. We will do that tomorrow. Said my record yesterday. It's not about saying your record. It's about looking back on the action to figure out just how right or wrong wrong. we've been. And getting a chance to hear from our robotic friends who helped put that introduction together. Good old artificial intelligence. In the meantime, Trey, tonight, JMU Marshall, 49 is the point total. Four and a half 
is the point spread. Dukes are favored on the road in Huntington, West Virginia against the Hurt. Uh, give me JMU and the over. You know me, Trey. It started off at three. It has gotten steamed up to four and a half. It gets to a certain point, and I do not like to follow the... I, I don't like getting the wrong side of the number. I'm taking Marshall on that principle. It's burned me a couple of other times. Also, the under has come... Uh, it's gone from 52 down to 49. So, I'm going to go with the over on that as well. I'm literally going principle plays for tonight. I do think the dude's going to point uh, Also, 7.30 tonight, uh, you got... Uh, Jacksonville or uh, his two-point dog at New Orleans. Saints money line if I can get a minus 125 or better. Jags money line. 